Good morning, folks, and welcome back to the pod. I just wanted to hop in as, uh, once again, we've had a week of huge developments and to just hopefully keep a more general discussion than a specific discussion. This week we have found out that um, a former president illegally had top secret, very top secret, super top secret papers at his now residence after his term ended. Some have tried to say that that is like having an overdue library book. When in fact, experts in the fields have said that these types of papers, not all of them, but a great number within the total of papers that have been seized by the U.S. government in a legal fashion, legal, L-E-G-A-L fashion, okay, um, are so top secret that there may be only about a dozen people in this country who are allowed to see them. In fact, the FBI agents that found them in the residence during the search warrant could not even look at them. They had to just close them into a box and take them. They couldn't even read them to even know what they are because they had to wait until the government, the Department of Justice, had someone go through them who had the clearance to see these very, very secret items. And in fact, contrary to the lying of the former president's staff, they do, in fact, include information on a foreign country's nuclear weapons. Of course, we don't know which country, nor do we know whether it was their capabilities, their lack of capabilities or anything like that. Because again, none of us are cleared to know that information. It is compartmentalized secret information, which means it was supposed to be in a safe inside a secure communication facility inside of either the White House or the Congress or the Senate or another secure government location not only just in that secure communication facility, but in a safe inside the secure communication facility. So not just secret, but top, top, top secret. Like it shouldn't have left that safe except to be signed out and signed back in when returned. And how these things got to someone's private residence, and it is indeed a private residence, Sorry, but it is, okay? Those are the facts, ma'am. He is no longer the president. That makes him a private citizen. That makes it a private residence. Try to follow me now, okay? How they got there is in question. Who has seen them? Apparently, there are folders that are empty, which they aren't sure if there are documents missing or not. But if they're missing, this could be tragic for our country, and for our allies. Why? Why does it matter? Well, it matters because our intelligence services use human and non-human ways of gathering information. And especially the humans that are involved in gathering information. Um, an agent may be, have been in uh, a foreign country gathering information for us for decades. And 
Now we're not going to get that information because that person, that actual human being, and potentially their family that they have there now in this foreign country may need to be removed from the country securely so that they aren't murdered for being an agent of the United States. Yes, you could have uh, parents and children murdered because of the carelessness of the former president. Now, you might want to speculate on why he had that information in the first place. Well, because the president is, the president who's currently in office, is only is one of the people that can see this very specialized secret information. Now, when this person was president, he was authorized to see it. Now, being that I was raised by a malignant narcissist mother, okay, I can tell you kind of how that might have happened that people that were supposed to get those papers back from him them back into that secure, safe location, literally a safe inside a secure communication facility, how they might have not come to not get them back from him. So stay with me. Okay. Being a malignant narcissist, anytime they are challenged, and I don't mean like I'm challenging you to a duel. I mean like what you're, if you say to a malignant narcissist, what you're saying is a lie. You did in fact not have a right to those papers and you need to give them back. Those have to go back, sir, into the safe inside the skiff, which is the secure communication facility. Okay. If a malignant narcissist wanted to keep those papers for whatever reason, I don't know what the reason could be. Thankfully, I'm not inside that brain because I do not want to be. Okay. You, the, the reaction that you would get if you challenged a malignant narcissist to give that stuff back would be a blow up like you have never seen in your life. Screaming, obscenities, name calling, potential physical violence. These people have a hair trigger, um, trigger, a hair trigger. They will blow up if you challenge them. Their authority, their, whether they're lying, anything you challenge them with that's that severe. Most people, if they were told, you cannot, I'm sorry, you cannot have those documents. Those have to go back inside the secure location for the security of the United States of America. Most people, even if they wanted to keep them, would not freak the fuck out if you challenge them to return them. A malignant narcissist, however, will in fact freak the fuck out because they don't think anyone is entitled to question them or to challenge them or to insist that they do or do not do something. And it can be things big or small. It doesn't have to be big like federal ultra secret information that could literally get people killed. It could be, I'm sorry, you did not get married when you were 21, mom. I am holding the photo with the date on the back of your wedding to my father that you wrote the date on the back of this photo. It's in your handwriting and I can do math 
and you did in fact get married at 18 after being married at 17 and getting divorced holding the photo with the date that she put on the back of the photo holding it in my hand and saying well this says you were 18 and it's in your handwriting oh that's wrong that's wrong really no it's not because now not only did I challenge her and did she freak the fuck out that day when I was a teenager slapped me across the face and I did not say it in a teenage snotty way by the way I know what you're thinking but no okay I literally just challenged her on a date that I was holding proof of in my hand and she still continued to deny it and then I got slapped across the face right because I was challenging her they make their own reality and if you try to burst that bubble with facts or truth or legal charges the freak out will be like something you've never seen which we are seeing right now the screaming at the rallies and the lying and the pointing at other people who are not in any way involved okay the ridiculous consternation it's insane and they will literally say anything it doesn't matter if it's based in fact it doesn't matter if you're standing in proof of that that they're lying they don't care they don't care you're trying to burst their created reality bubble and they all live in it and if you have ever known a narcissist who is malignant you know what I'm talking about and if you don't you probably think that those of us who are speaking of it are insane that couldn't possibly be true how could somebody who's looking at a photo that they have written the date on the back for all posterity to remember their wedding why would they then lie about it when they're holding the proof in their hand I know it sounds crazy because it is malignant narcissism is a borderline personality disorder it is in the DSM it is a true and real personality disorder and trust me when I tell you they do not care my mother on a sunny day like today if she was depressed would have said it's raining and I would look outside and go it's not raining and she would have said I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you it is raining don't fucking sass me like screaming when clearly clearly it is not raining clear as the nose on my face it is not raining but if she wanted it to be raining Ooh, you better shut up and accept it because you're going to be screwed if you don't because she's going to make your life hell absolute hell and that's what these people that needed to get these government documents back were afraid of I'm sure that they were afraid of the scene that was going to be created if they tried to get back these documents maybe initially during the last administration they did try to get the documents back at first 
And there was such a ruckus about it and so much upset and craziness and insanity that they just gave up because that's what most people do when it comes to dealing with a malignant narcissist is they just give up. I'm not going to tell them about this because they're going to start screaming. Okay. I'm not going to tell them about this because they're going to scream and blame me. And then I'm going to have to fix something that I didn't even cause. So why am I going to bother even bringing it up? Like, why, why would I bother bringing that upon myself? And I, I get that. I did that a number of times with my mother because what was the point? What was the point in challenging her? Like one time she called me um, a few years before her passing and said she was cleaning out. uh, She had a hutch in her dining room and she said, I'm cleaning out the hutch and I found all the Mother's Day cards you kids gave me and I just want to know if you want them back. And I said, well, of course not. We gave those to you. Those are for you for Mother's Day over the years. And she said, yeah, she goes, you know, I was really the best mother ever, wasn't I? Now, the answer to that question is no. In fact, you allowed your husband to um, assault me every single day, beat us and mentally degrade us and abuse us. And you did nothing. You just stood by and didn't even care. So no, you were not, in fact, the best mother ever. I would call that one of the worst mothers ever. And what was the point of me saying that to her? Because if I challenge her, she's just going to start screaming, hang up the phone, take to her bed for three days, then call me and try to make me feel bad about it. Turn it around and make it my fault. So what's the point? Not going to engage. Okay. And that's what has happened here. But in reality, This is very important. And it's something that this person needs to be held account for. Just like any one of the rest of us who do something illegal, we need to be held to account for it. And this person is a private citizen. This person, as of today, is no longer a president and is not running for said office. Keeps threatening to do so, but is in fact not. And therefore, the government of the United States, the charging entity, needs to charge this person with what they have done. Because it is not okay for anybody to put all of us at risk. You know, Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, is the anniversary of 9-11. And I know that the attention span in America is that of a two-year-old. But let me remind you that this Sunday is the memorial of thousands of people being murdered by terrorists from a country backed by a country, Saudi Arabia, and that has been proven, that have a very close relationship with that former person, okay, that former president. And what has happened here with these documents being removed from their proper and safe and secure location puts all of us at risk like we didn't know we were on 9-11. We very quickly found out that we were all at risk. Okay, We are at risk now of being able, not being able to stop another attack like that by whomever, 
And I would encourage everybody to watch the coverage. You can get it on YouTube. All you do is go on YouTube and in the search hourglass or magnifier, put in today's show 9-11-01. And it will come up with the full four-hour video of the Today Show on that day. And I always, always watch that coverage again. And you might say, well, it's so upsetting. Why would you watch it again? I don't want to be depressed like that. Well, here's the thing about really, really scary, tragic events in, in our history. And maybe, probably, I'm more sensitive to it, being Jewish and forcing myself to bear witness to um, testimony of elders, um, videos, things that make me want to vomit, frankly. Um, I feel it's important to bear witness. And I think we honor those that were lost in that tragic event by bearing witness to their loss. I also believe that to stop things like that from happening in the future, we all need to be aware and remember actively because with the passing of time, things do soften. They never go away, but they soften in our memory and in our heart. And I think it's still very important that we not forget how we felt on the day that it happened. How I felt was scared. I wanted my dad. I was praying with all my heart that they would find people in those buildings. It was so scary before we found out what actually happened. It was so disorienting and upsetting and If you were an adult at that time, you know exactly where you were. You know exactly who you thought of first. You know who you checked in with and to make sure they were safe. And yes, in fact, we went along with, we went ahead with class that night. It was a Tuesday. And we went ahead with class because I was teaching that night and I had a strong feeling that people would want to be together. And they did. They did. A lot of people called to ask me what we were doing. I checked in with the other instructors who had to come in. They said, yes, I want to come in. And I encouraged them to, you know, if they didn't want to, they didn't have to, all of that stuff. Ultimately, we had good classes that night and people did want to be together. But the one thing they wanted was they wanted the television. We had a small little portable television with a carry handle on the top. And I remember putting it on a bench on the side of the dance floor. And I told my class, if you focus your attention on the TV, I'm going to have to turn it off, but I will leave it on with the sound off because everyone wanted to stay connected. And we felt connected through the television that we would know what was happening because you honestly didn't know what was going to happen. If more were coming, if, if it was going to continue all day and night, we didn't know. We didn't know. And uh, 
people that we knew second and third hand died that day. And um, I think it's important for all of us to remember. And how does it tie into what's happening right now? Well, I said it a few minutes ago. We will now not get critical information because sources that may, and we don't know yet, we might not know for a while, but the people in the government seem very upset and worried about it. So I'm going to trust their expertise and say that we may not get information that we need to have to stop a similar attack. And so on Sunday, I don't want to drive anyone into a depression or having them be upset, but I think it is important for us to bear witness. And if we do not, then who will? And if we do not deem it important enough, are we not ignoring the people that died that day and their families? Because to them, it was like yesterday. And if we allow anyone, anyone to play around with our top secret information, making it impossible for us to get critical intelligence to keep our country safe, then that's just another way to dishonor the memory of all of those who died. Patriots stand up for their country, no matter who No matter who is putting us in jeopardy. Fake patriots don't. 